Brad Hort talks sci-fi and magicians. Welcome back to Phil Ring, folks. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another Pure Fandom Podcast of Brad and Court Talk. I'm Brad. And I'm Court. Welcome back, Florians. Oh, we just had a lot of fun on this episode. We did. Uh, we got to see some different perspectives, which is also nice. Yes. All over the place. To the land down under or wherever they're at. Somewhere. I have no idea. They're off in space or in the underworld. Yeah, somewhere. I dig it. Underworld, <laughs> overworld, middle world. Anyhow... Before we jump into that, just want to remind everybody to check us out over at purefandom.com. You can also find our real playlists of recaps and interviews over there and at soundcloud.com as well. Also, be sure to check out some of our other great writers over at Pure Fandom. If there's a show or movie you love, someone over there will writing something amazing about it. And Court, how can the good people reach us? Well, you can find me on Twitter at Jindev, and he's BradZB. Also, be sure to follow at Pure Fandom as well, just to keep up to date on the latest articles that have been posted. You can also find Pure Fandom on Facebook. And Brad, do you know what else you can find on Facebook? There are groups on Facebook about people who are really annoyed when they get the wrong packages in the mail. Yeah. Like, do they post videos? Are you going to post an angry video, Brad? I don't know. I'm really tempted. So little backstory. Um, I ordered a 3D printer because I want to do cool stuff. Yeah, I got sent the wrong one. <laughs> so I'm kind of annoyed about that whole thing. I got I ordered an S model, and I did not get the S model. I got the model before that with missing half the crap on it. So I got to deal with that whole thing. It's like I'm going to be talking to the library because they're going to make me fill out things or something. It's going to be annoying. <laughs> I just know it. I need some magic. I need Penny 23 to zap me around so I can just take care of this in one shot. Yeah, good luck with that. (sighs) Anyhow, what else is on Facebook? (laughs) Well, when you're not filling out things in triplicate or doing that on Facebook, you can come look for us on Facebook. We have our Brad and Court Pure Fandom Facebook group where we talk about anything and everything under the sun. I know I'm going to be seeing Captain Marvel at least three times this week. Mm -hmm. So I might drop a little something in there. Probably nothing spoilery. I might post a you know discussion thread on there, and I'll put something at the top so you nobody gets spoiled. I wouldn't want that. Um, we have our Pure Fandom Facebook uh, group over there, so if you want to check that out, uh, go ahead and take a look at that. Lots of great people talking about lots of different TV shows. Morning Luke Perry, who was one of my first loves, so rest in peace, Luke Perry. Always Dylan McKay. Yep, very much. I'm just I'm. Kind of shocked by that. I mean, he's, he was only 52, so. I know. He was only 52 and he had a stroke. Like, yeah. you never know when it could happen. I know. I'm creeping up on that area. It's a few years off, but still, I'm like, hey, okay. Yeah. And the thing about strokes is they can pretty much hit anybody. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. I yeah. mean, you can, many, there's a lot of stuff on that. Um, uh, the Mountain, um, author and um What's his name? I forgot what his name is. The Mountain on. Oh, Game on, of Thrones? Yeah, on Game of Thrones. He yeah. actually has the, what is it, the par, pa, palsy or whatever, something like that. He's paralyzed on like half his face. And it just happened yeah. like in the past like six months or something like that. I was watching a, a thing on that he was talking about that. And he's hoping it's going to go away at some point in time. But yeah, these are things that can just happen. Also, for those of you who do not geek out over big strongman events, the Arnold Classic was this past weekend. And the mountain mm-hmm. broke the uh, broke one of the records with lifting one thousand forty five pounds. What? It was insane. Like, I'm 
do tw- well, I can do 20 or 30. Yeah, you you can do more than 20 or 30. Come on. That's, I don't know. Well, if I'm using my legs, I could do like 90. Yeah, it's it's deadlifting. You could you could get there. We could get you there. I mean, that's only like 650 pounds more than I can lift right now, so I'm there. So I'm going to practice that cuz okay. when I come out to do my run next year, like we're going to lift. Okay, that sounds good. I'm going into powerlifting, so that's what I'm starting here in 2 weeks. I'm getting out Are of you my all the videos for us on your Instagram, yes. right? Yes, actually, yeah. I, I've been doing a the Reebok CrossFit Open, which is interesting. I sent you the video on that. I was kind of annoyed about that. You last did. One. That little kid is so cute. See how we get distracted, you guys? Yes, you we can do. find all of this on the Facebook group. Also, if you love Van Helsing, you can find that over on uh, Facebook as well, our little group we have there. And there's a lot of cool people, and they just started shooting the show again. So drop in whenever you can. And if anything, any news is happening, we'll go ahead and post it there. Any behind-the-scenes pictures, we'll post it there. We don't deal in spoilers, though, so you're safe. Right, definitely. All right. So, we'll, yeah, we'll talk more about the – we'll be doing a podcast on lifting. Hey, I'm fine with that. I've actually – there's some talk out there. Talk about that over at Genre Distraction. Yeah, there we go. That sounds like a good idea. <laughs> But in the meantime, we are here to talk about our favorite or one of our favorites. Oh, speaking of, make sure you guys go support uh, Winona Earp. It's not getting canceled or anything, but there's some issues with the studio. And go show some love for Winona Earp on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Also, one day at a time, because that show is awesome. Yes. Go do it, people. Yes. But, yeah, one of our favorite, favorite, favorite sci-fi shows, of course, is The Magicians. It's always got some weird, amazing, wonderful things going on. You never know what's going to happen. It's something, like, twisted or just from a completely unexpected perspective pops up, like this episode. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I've been missing Katie for the past couple of weeks. Like, I've just been missing her. And usually, shows don't address that at all. Like, they'll have a character who'll pop out for like two episodes and then pop back in and then they won't say where that person's been but they actually addressed it this week and i'm so happy so before we jump in with the details details uh let me go over just the basics so this episode was 407 and i can't believe we're on the seventh episode already how did that happen i don't know it went quick didn't it i'm just i'm not ready we're gonna have another year for just the come back and uh, okay so this was 407 the side effect penny 40 who we did that who we did not expect to see again is back in f the cishet frat boy pov this is an episode that gives side characters a chance to shine the show has always been all about the ensemble this episode reflects that more so than any other we got lots of fun katie's back and on a mission and also there's a baba yaga and we're going to talk about that a lot Mm-hmm. Uh, the library is up to no good, even more so than usual. And head librarian Zelda is back, and she's got a whole new perspective on the library and magic itself. So, Brad. Oh, this episode was directed by Sally Richardson Whitfield and written by Ellie Lipson. All righty. Okay, where do you want to start? Uh, I don't know. Where do you want to start at, Penny? We'll just start with Supervisor Penny. I know, right? Who expected that one to come out? How long has he been there? Well, remember, time is relative down there. And it's he's totally different on how he's going coming across versus the old Penny that we know. I mean, he's clearly in the supervisor role, and he's going through and explaining, dude, did you read these people's stories? And, of course, he has it. The, what was his name? Frat Newhart. Boy? 
Yeah, he was a new hire, supposedly. Right. The guy just got hired, what, last week, a couple weeks ago, and three and weeks. He is in for him. And he wants to make sure that the guy is taking the full value of what this job can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he lent him the uh, books for Alice and Q. Mm-hmm. And, he, and what did he do with the books for Alice and Q? He skimmed over them. Just kind of looked at the. Where did he put those books? Um, I forgot. Where did he put them? He put them in the Star Cross Lovers section, and he did that because, of course, they're going to end up uh, end up together at some point in time. But they are the main characters of this story because Q, we love Q. Q's a white guy, and mm-hmm. he's straight. Well, not necessarily. <laughs> he's got a lot going on with Elliot too, right? But the reader or Penny's uh, new hire at this point in time, the cishet fret bro is looking at things from his perspective because he's taken our other folks books like Katie and Julia and everybody else. And he's filed those away as sidekicks and Penny wants him to know how wrong that is. Exactly. Cause you know, they may be on the side, but they're everybody's important to everything. Right. And the, the, the reader or the audience, I love this episode so much, representation, oh my God. Uh, so the reader is going to focus on like what parts of themselves they see in a character. And mm-hmm. for the most part, the things that we, you and me, we've gotten over the years uh, on TV or movies for an overwhelming amount of time, we've gotten the white hetero perspective mm-hmm. in everything that we get. It's only been recently and on like shows like this where we get a n- whole nother perspective, which is good for that cis het fret bro to be able to see because you can take a look at another perspective different from yours you can actually learn something. Right. And that's kind of what Penny goes there to support uh, Q's story. Yeah. They have their own path, as uh, Katie told us later. Right. And that's what uh, Penny was talking about. He's like, you must, uh, you know, you're looking at the bigger picture to appreciate the full life of everyone. Yeah. And Penny 40, he said a lot about that bigger picture last week when he was talking to Penny 23. Um, And he tells uh, the new high guy, uh, books allow you to see other points of view. Mm hmm. Yeah. And if you remember back when we get that in kind of like the trailer too, way back when, when Penny first went to the underworld, he, you know, was met by, I forgot what the guy's name was, but he said, basically, you know, if you stay down here in the underworld, you're going to have an amazing destiny ahead of you. Mm, oh, yeah. Which always left us to go, I wonder what he's going to be doing. And we really know until we're, we're still not really sure, but we know he's been down there for quite a long time if he's going to appreciate everybody's story. Right. And from what he was saying to um, the new hire guy is that you are taking these stories. You're going to look at their destinies and see what happens, but they'll never, or they're never supposed to interfere. They're supposed to be like the watchers. Right. And And it feels like they are what the library was supposed to have been. Oh, exactly. And I, I think that's right. That's exactly what they should have done. And, the library should have been more like that, but we know it kind of got a little bit sidetracked, which leads us into, you know, the other stories of the people. Like he said, he had Finn and we had Zelda, right? The head librarian. Mm-hmm. And we had Katie. We didn't know where Katie was forever. <laughs> What's yeah, Katie been doing? They addressed 
that whole thing where, oh, Katie showed up while they were bleeding the stone, but she was like, I, I can't be involved with your, with your mission right now. I have my own things that I'm doing. And they actually showed us what she'd been up to. While everybody else had given up their alternate lives, she embraced hers. She liked being a cop, or I guess for however long she was a cop. Well, like she, she actually remembered all those skills. I thought that was amazing. Oh, right. And she was still tracking down, like, you know, some lo- that lost little girl and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So we actually kind of find out that her and Zelda were very intertwined because it was Zelda's idea to put the tracker on the Dewey coins in order to try and find, you know, Quentin and Alice and everybody. Right. But it was innocent the way what she was doing because she wanted to put it on the Dewey coin to find Alice, but she had no idea it was going to infect anybody or end up hurting them or killing them. Right. She ended up trying to protect Alice, which I did not expect. Well, yeah, when she actually, well, when she pulled out her book to find out that she was, you know, uh, <laughs> out in Oregon or wherever she was working at a store. And so she, they go out there to oh, find no, her. No, no, no. She was working at an artisanal brewery. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, and she had a dog or something. Yeah. But she goes out there and finds out that, no, they're not hiring anybody and that she doesn't work there. But when Zelda comes out, she's talking to the other librarian and goes, yep, she's totally in there and covering for her. And that was kind of like one of the interesting things because the whole fact that Zelda kind of goes across the library, uh, the lies to another librarian was kind of a shock. Mm-hmm. Because you know how she is. She's very strict and to to the point there. So do you think it was what happened to her daughter? I think it is because she had that whole thing of uh, massively bad tinnitus going on, kind of like I have all the time, but without the, you know, seeing people in the mirrors. But I do think that had a little bit to do with it because she needs help on that. Yeah. And she's not really going to get it from the library. Well, she kind of does, but, you know. that's but not like she really needs. No, no, not at all. Um. And so she ends up going with, what is that guy's name that she's with? Why would you do that? <laughs> that guy, I forgot what his name is. Every time I think I, I know what it is. I his name every time he pops up. Okay, dude that Zelda's with, right, <laughs> does actually turn up the helper. So, yeah, Zelda actually gets help from this dude to go into the mirror realm because, you know, she saw Harriet there. Mm-hmm. And so they do their own little mirror thing and go across there, which is kind of really cool. But uh, we find out that that area is a little bit different. And while Harriet may be in there, there's like a lot of other things that aren't really good. Yeah, it is truly a fun house uh, in its own. It's like a fun house mirror. It's reflections of what Harriet was like or herself. Yeah. And they get a little stabby stabby also. Which is not huh? they they got a little stabby stabby on, on the other uh, librarian there, which wasn't really cool. Yeah, because he was busy bleeding already to keep the door open. So it's just one of those things. So, but after that fails is when she goes back to talk to the dean, and you know Alice shows up, and she needs Alice's help to try and change things. And we find out that basically, you know what they set in motion is going to change the library forever. Yeah. Because the whole thing with the coins, they want to start using those coins like first for, I guess for tracking purposes or like right. Paul. 
yeah, they find out about the the coins killing off the hedge witches, yeah. which Zelda's like kind of mortified by that because she doesn't want she Zelda's a good witch. She doesn't want to <laughs> she doesn't want to do anything <laughs> bad. But when she's you know they bring up the whole point of yeah, yeah maybe we just keep it on there you know what's the point I mean it'll help out find out who what we need to find out so some hedge witches die what's the big idea you know yeah. Like that, and that doesn't work for Zelda. No, she needs that, a plan. Yeah, that's totally like the changing point. Now the f- and, like that completely goes against like what the library was supposed to be about from the start. They said it at the beginning of the episode where they were talking about protecting the flame of knowledge. Right. And that's they they got their own plan now. So yeah, it's kind of it's come oh. twofold. Mm-hmm. So uh, Phyllis, did you recognize who that was? No. I think that was Joel Strait. Huh. Oh, State. Kaylee. Phyllis. No. Like the one who found everything hilarious. She was the... uh, Really? I didn't actually pay... I didn't notice that much. I'll have to go back and watch that again now and see. The head of personnel. Let me double check to make sure. Because I was like, looks like Joel. And I could have sworn she said she was going to be in the show. Or maybe I'm thinking about her character from last year. I feel like she did some. Nope, she plays Phyllis. <laughs> oh, so it was her. Okay. Yes. All right. Well, we'll just leave all that in there then because you did figure it out. So there you go. I'm yeah. not going to edit that out. You ever, you ever, don't edit that out. Like yeah. Joel Kaylee, one of my other favorites from Firefly, is now on The Magicians. I, I know. I love her character. <laughs> Shiny. Okay, so back to Katie and she's doing her thing, right? So we find out a little bit more what happens with her, which was a lot of fun. She's off doing her thing because uh, once she has to pay the rent. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that. <laughs> she has to pay the rent because all, all of a sudden somebody steps up here and says, you know, it's the Baba Yaga is being possessed by, I forgot, what was her name? Betsy or something like that? I don't know, but this was a perfect moment because Bailey Katie had gone off on Julia and she told her, well, this is my place now because, of course, she got it from um, Mariana. Isn't mm-hmm. that Mariana? What's yes. her name? Marina. Marina. And she's like, this is my place now and you guys are staying here because this is my place. It's like, oh, it's your place now? So yeah. you're paying the rent? Gotcha. Right. And yeah, so that was Bailey who was possessed by the Baba Yaga, which is really interesting. And <laughs> Uh, the Baba Yaga, by the way, is um, a supernatural being of one of us or who appears deformed or a fierce looking woman. It's Russian Baba Yaga. We've heard also about known as John Wick. Yeah. Keanu Reeves. Look it up. John Wick. Or if you're watching <laughs> Ant-Man versus Wasp, it comes up in that movie also. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when Ghost yeah. shows up and <laughs> just like this is a Baba Yaga. Gavin is a, a librarian. Okay. All right, hey, Gavin. We know what Gavin's name is. So now that we know the Baba Yaga had a grocery list when they have to go find it. Uh, I love that when the Baba Yaga showed up, though, she goes, you reek of non-dairy creamer and despair. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, Katie. And then uh, Bailey comes back and, uh, well, before Bailey leaves, the Baba Yaga comes back and pay me what is owed or I will boil your marrow into soup. See you Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what's on this rent list? What must she get? So I wrote down what I could hear, but I thought you have gotten the doll. Uh, it's a totem of plump pelican 
And right. thankfully, Marina already got that. Um, Katie was about to be real disrespectful with it, but she gave it over. And it was also Webster's Weeping. Well, I got whatever Pete called it. It's Webster's Weeping whatever. Creepy Doll Cries Healing Tears. Yes, Creepy Doll. I thought you would have gotten that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, 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 did, I did get that. I didn't write it down, but I did get it. Okay. So Pete went to somebody named Love Lady mm-hmm. at the black market. Right. And they were looking for the doll. But then how did they get involved with the coins again? Well, Katie had to trade up in order to get things. Because she didn't have enough to trade, so she kind of did that. You know, I got a paperclip. I'm going to get a car out of it. And works her way up, and she ends, um, after doing a bunch of trades, ends up with Alistair Crowley's ashes. If you don't know who Alistair Crowley is, (laughs) um, there's actually a song out there by uh, Ozzy Osbourne that can tell you some things. And uh, Alistair Crowley was, he was a a cultist magician, um, bunch of other stuff. Look him up. There's a lot in there. It's more than I can go into, but it's a whole bunch of stuff and fits perfectly well into this entire episode. But so yeah, after she gets the um, ashes, she's able to get what she needs. And then uh, they head off to find the creepy doll with cries the healing tears. Very cool. And they get there, and of course, no one's at the door, and so she does a little magic, and they walk in the door to find out the guy is dead. Oh, no. And I do like the fact that Kaylee's... Uh, Kaylee. <laughs> K- K- Katie's uh, cop side shows up, and she, you know, no blunt force sign of trauma or anything else, and they kind of go through a little bit, and the guy that she was with takes the coin, the Dewey coin from him, mm-hmm. and that's how we end up finding out that the Dewey coins are what is tra- moving the uh, the infection around because all the hedges have like little personal wards on them. Right. Which after that happens and he almost dies and Katie saves them, basically, they she meets with all the hedge witches and kind of reunites them all in a way, sort of, kind of, except for the one who blows up the library. <laughs> Well, yeah, because Katie was like, "Hey, let's take it. Let's take a beat and let's sleep on it." I know they killed your boyfriend. My mom died. <laughs> like we can bond and we'll figure this out. And she's like, "Okay," but you and I and the rest of the audience know what happened. Yeah, she, she, th- this has already yeah. happened for her. She, I mean, this was previously yeah. on Lost. But yeah, I I like she was like, "Yeah, I the library like, killed my boyfriend," and she's like, "Katie mm-hmm. was going to be involved in that." I guess it's not eco terrorism. Magic terrorism, yeah, magic. Yeah, yeah, that'll work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did get a kick out of that where she's like, "Yeah, but the library killed my boyfriend." And Kay's like, "Yeah, mine too." (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I see your point. I I just need her to see Penny Forty at some point in time before this is all over. But not, not. I don't want her to be dead. Hey, maybe that was secrets taken to the grave. Could be. Oh, so we got sidetracked. We forgot about the Penny getting... It, it, at the end of that, Penny ends up being promoted because that's actually his boss's boss who was a new hire. And he gets promoted to uh, the secrets taken to the grave. Yep, next level. Yeah. And episode ends with him seeing somebody get off an elevator. We don't know who it was. No. But he says, hey, been a while. Welcome to the underworld. And I'm like, who? 
What? Who? Yeah. Uh-huh. Who is he going to collect? How How is he going to collect these things? I don't know. Uh, it's uh, I got a feeling they're going to like tease us and not tell us for a long time. That's what I was thinking, because I, I was so ready to go ahead and watch the next screener. <laughs> I was like, no, pace yourself. Just, oh, yeah. This this show will do it where you won't see anything until like that last episode and you'll right. love it. Yep, totally. All right. So now Katie is kind of in control of all the hedge. Well, she's reunited all the hedge witches basically. Yes. Into, she uh, has united the worlds, the hedges and the magicians. Well, she will when she gets back with her other group. Yeah, whenever she gets back doing what she's doing. Yeah. Um, Finn. <laughs> Finn is having some uh, some dreams that are coming true. Yeah. Would you consider it a Groundhog Day? Uh, no, she's just having pathetic dreams. Nothing big. It happens all the time. Yeah. And this is where I think Josh should be a teacher. I think actually if Josh continued on, he would be an excellent teacher at um, – any school because he's really good explaining things to people. I could see this. Basically tells Finn, okay, when you're there, try putting your finger through your palm and realize what's, you know, not going on. And it actually helps her because she actually does end up seeing something. Uh, a person in a green cloak. Yes. Um, but before that happens, she found out that, you know, if she puts the beet juice on the lizard, the lizard's going to burn. Yeah. So, what part was a dream? Well, like, the, did, the first dream, that, the first dream uh-huh. that she had was when she was they were sitting there talking, and like the bunny fell out of the sky with its uh, throat slit. Oh God! And that was when previously last week, right before uh, when Margot opened her box to find her lizard, and the lizard wouldn't talk. Yeah. So that was tying when with that whole thing. That's why she had that weird look on her face, like I've been here before. I love how over it Margo was. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. Fine. Yeah, she's like, whatever, I'll burn it. I love the whole entire fact that Margo referred to the lizard as Newt Scalamander. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, Harry Potter people, you get that one, right? Yeah. 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 It's, there's always so much tying into like Harry Potter and this show that just cracks me up. It's just little things. It's right there. And you're like, uh-uh, no, she didn't. <laughs> I will totally burn them. <laughs> okay. Now back in a, a Finn's dream, she is finding out that she's going to follow this lady in our person in a green cloak or wherever. Right. Mm-hmm. So she's running after him. And this is when she sees that the, the lizard's going to burn. So she's running after him, fi- falls out into another area of fillery, and she's still chasing him. And that's when she wakes up and runs and stops, you know, Margot from burning the lizard. And then that's where she goes up to the whole thing that she is going to um, go on a quest now and figure out what's going on. And it's a very dangerous one, but she's going to go do it. Which, you know, still goes into the whole fact of what Penny was talking about. These are people who are going to change stuff. Finn has really changed Margot from killing her birthright box, which may end up telling us something later on down the road, mm-hmm. and reposition the story in, in another track. They're, they're, I like that. I like that you said it like that. Like the fact that they focused on um, air quotes, these side characters. Mm-hmm. 
it helps refocus like the story. It goes back to what Penny was saying about the story or what reading it from a different perspective. Uh, it can teach you what to value, who to value. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it's a totally every all these three char- these characters ha- are making major impacts in the storyline. We saw one of the impacts that Zelda had basically with the coin that Katie didn't solve. But, you know, we know now we know why that girl blew up the library house. Mm-hmm. So there's a whole tie back into like little sub stories. And I really love that whole fact. I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens next. Cause I'm, I'm liking this whole way that everything's going on. Uh, yeah. Even we even had the little spat there between Josh and Margo, which was rather amusing, but <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm feeling more and more that they're meant to be. Yeah. They're, they're going to get there. Their whole life is going to be arguing at each other. All right. Uh, you got anything else on this one? Um, oh, the thing about the library, uh, they had said that there was an agreement not to read the books for privacy reasons and such. Mm-hmm. So I just thought that was pretty interesting. I know Alice worked so hard to get her book back and um, change the ending before they could read it, right. which they ended up doing. So good timing. Yeah. No, good. Th- oh, and we know that uh, Santa Claus took his book with him. He did. And he's still on the loose. Yes. And Phyllis found the whole thing hilarious. Yep. Again, I love, I love her. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a reindeer. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, all right then. Um, if you haven't already, head on over to purefandom.com. Check out some of the other killer articles posted there. You can check out some of our older podcasts for Siren, Van Helsing, Winona, Earp, Krypton, 12 Monkeys, and a whole bunch of other shows. There are also a lot of awesome writers over there putting out some amazing work. Absolutely. If you are getting ready for the new Game of Thrones, uh, the trailer for the new season just dropped, like the full, full drift trailer. And my sister was like, oh, my God, check it out. I'm pretty sure that our folks are going to be breaking that down on their Game of Thrones podcast. So Mm -hmm. go check that out. Also, if you are watching Roswell, New Mexico on the CW, make sure you check out uh, Liz and Meg's podcast, Space Cowboys. It is pretty awesome. Definitely. Check it out, people. And make sure you go check out Brad's older podcast with his murder mysteries. Like, I, I'm, I'm getting closer to 40 now, and apparently I love murder mysteries. Yeah, it's out there. In 2020. I've been watching a lot of 2020, Brad. What's up with I, that? I, don't, I, I have nothing for you on that one. Um, yeah, we, we had the Pure Mysteries and Murders on there. We had a couple episodes out on that. We'll have some out later on in the year. We got some stuff going on with a few people. So, yeah, eventually that'll show back up again. Uh, we got a lot of murder and mystery things going on. So it was definitely. definitely. Oh. And if you have been watching the passage, make sure you check out our podcast, genre distraction uh, over on, is that on SoundCloud, Brad? Uh, yeah, it's everywhere. Basically oh, it's, it's anywhere you can be. And once that ends, we'll be doing something else with that too. So just check that out. If you have any thoughts or comments on this episode of the magicians, make sure you drop a comment below, send us an email at bradandcourttalk at gmail.com or visit us on Twitter or Facebook. All right. And until next time, if you have any secrets you're taking to the grave, you might see Penny. That's it for this episode. Head on over to purefandom.com for more awesome content.